Welcome to the Herbarium of the Bazaar, a collection of strange and spooky plants. I'm your host, Meredith Hemphill. I originally intended this episode to be last week, before I decided to make mandrakes into two episodes, because I intended to do a plant that has a more typical association with Valentine's Day this week. But instead, you're getting that one next week, and today you're getting more of an anti-Valentine's episode. We're talking about wasp-mimicking orchids, a group of plants that definitely thinks only fools fall in love. If you're a wasp, anyway. First, we need to go over pollination. Pollination is the way that seed-bearing plants exchange genetic material and make seeds for sexual reproduction. The male parts of flowers, the anthers, produce pollen that has to reach the female part of a flower, the stigma. Some plants can self-pollinate and some can't. There are numerous pollination strategies, in fact. The sort of classical pollination method we tend to think of is when plants produce attractive flowers and sugary nectar to attract pollinating animals, which then spread the pollen around as they visit multiple flowers of the same species. However, some flowering plants have evolved to trick pollinators instead of reward them. The orchid family exhibits a wide variety of highly specialized pollination strategies, and many of them don't play nice. A study of almost 3,000 orchid species that was published last year in the Botanical Journal of the Linnaean Society found that 46% used some form of deception to attract pollinators, providing no reward. One of these tactics, especially common in Australian orchids, is a form of mimicry called sexual deception. The usual targets of this botanical catfishing are wasps or bees, but flies, mosquitoes, and beetles are sometimes victims as well. Specifically, the male insects are being duped. The orchid flowers appear to be female insects to entice the males to attempt to mate with them, getting pollen all over their bodies in the process. When he tries again with another orchid, ta-da, pollination. Just not the kind the wasp was going for. Mistaking a flower for a female of your own species seems ludicrous to us, but these orchids have evolved to take advantage of insect sensory cues brilliantly. Pheromones are extremely important to insect communication. The flowers of these orchids produce the same pheromones that female wasps use to attract mates. These pheromones are species-specific among wasps, but the orchids have managed to hack that system and produce exactly the right pheromone for the insect pollinator they need to attract. Research has shown that male wasps cannot tell the difference between the pheromones released by female wasps and those released by orchids. The flowers look the part, too. They have the right shape and colors, including markings in the ultraviolet spectrum that are visible to wasps and bees. The flowers even have the little grips on their sides that female wasps have, 
in which the males use to grab onto them for mating. To a male wasp, all the right signals are there. This isn't just a mean trick to play on lovesick wasps. It can have real consequences for the reproductive success of the insects. Many of the Australian wasp-mimicking orchids pick on thionine wasps. The females of this group of wasps are flightless and spend most of their lives underground, where they eventually lay their eggs on beetle larvae. When a female is ready to mate, she emerges from the ground and starts producing the pheromone to attract a male. Her life depends on attracting a mate. He doesn't just fertilize her eggs, he also feeds her and flies her to a suitable site to lay the eggs. The female wasp can starve to death waiting for a male to find her. Normally, there are more males than females, and the male thionine wasps gather in droves wherever a female emerges. But with lots of orchids nearby mimicking her pheromones, they can easily be drawn to the flowers instead. Don't lose hope for the thionine wasps just yet, though. Insects evolve rapidly, so they may yet adapt a way to resist the orchid's charms. For example, male wasps that could identify the orchid's trickery, or female wasps that instinctively avoid them, would have a reproductive advantage. However, the orchids need the male wasps as much as the female wasps do. 55% of orchids studied so far are dependent upon a single pollinator for their reproduction. This makes all those orchids extremely vulnerable to changes in their environment, like habitat loss, pollution, and climate change. Because if anything happens to that one species of pollinator, that's it for them. It's a twisted love triangle they have, the orchids and the wasps. Herbarium of the Bazaar is written, hosted, and edited by Meredith Hemphill. Special thanks to Sandra Hemphill for her research for this episode. Our outro music, Spooky Evening, is by James Mylord. Find him on Pixabay. If you have questions, corrections, or topic suggestions, email us at herbariumbazaar at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, at Herbarium Bazaar. You can find Herbarium of the Bazaar on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever quality podcasts are aired. Please rate and review. It really does help us out. Don't forget to hug a tree today. Thanks for listening.